I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest, Rochelle Evans. She was such a skeptic. She put me through the ringer. She was my toughest client. And yet she knew that something was missing from her healing journey. So when she showed up on my doorstep, she was frustrated, exhausted, and really wanted transformation, but didn't know how to get there. In today's episode, she shares what her journey looked like and how she went from skeptic to believer in energy medicine. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, this is interesting. So right now, Rochelle and I are clearing energy because um, it's been a while since we talked, and I set the energy of the room and it's starting to clear out <laughs> stuff in ratio. Um, so we are both experiencing a, several yawns. So we haven't gotten started yet. And there's one coming up. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <sighs> <sighs> Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You were like, mm. yeah. <laughs> So this is what it's like uh, when I do an energy healing session, you know, I set the room and, you know, Rachel is probably like 2000 something miles away and she still can feel it because she's part of the quantum field. She's decided to entangle her energy with me. I've really invited Rachel on not to do a healing necessarily, uh, but it's all good. I don't mind. (sighs) We're just resetting her nervous system and mine. I invited Rachel on because she has been, or was, I should say, was my toughest client. She, oh man, I'm just going to let her take it from here. (laughs) Rochelle, how did you find me? I actually found you through a friend that you were working with. And so like when she told you about me, like what were your first thoughts? (laughs) Uh, I guess it was more so I was in a lot of stuck energy at the time. And I felt like I had just kind of done some stem cell healing. And I felt that I got to a point where I couldn't move forward, but there was something I wasn't looking into and I had crossed all bridges with, you know, the doctors that I knew and all these other healing things that I thought as far as from like the physical part. So when our mutual person kind of brought this to me, I was kind of like, what do I have to lose? So I was more kind of desperate saying, okay, I'll try this. I don't know what this is, but I'm open to at least hearing what you had to say. And so what, what did you think it was? Like, what were you prepared for? You know, <laughs> the, way, the way it sounded was like it was going to be some magic that was just going to happen. I was like, oh, okay, sprinkle some sprinkle dust on me and send me my way. But I really had no idea. I just felt I had no, I walked in completely blind to it. I had no idea of the field, no idea of what it all entailed, all the different modalities she would introduce to me. I, I knew nothing. It was kind of like blank slate and we'll just go from there. And how were you feeling at the time? I know it's kind of hard to remember um, because it was almost two, two years ago, three years ago. I don't even know. 
November 2017. Not that I'm counting. But. Oh, I remember. I was at my parents' house for our first session, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was and visiting I was, I was for, losing, for Thanksgiving. I was my hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did I feel physically? I felt I was in a lot of physical pain. And it was a lot of physical, unexplained pain. Like as far as doing all the Western medicine, looking at me from a musculoskeletal nervous system, I looked fine, right? Mm. But I was in pain to touch to, you know, just pain from head to toe. So I kind of felt like I didn't have an answer for the pain and yet I didn't have an answer for what you did. So let's see what crossed when we got to that. I call Rachel my most difficult client because... (laughs) <laughs> because um, she was very resistant to the things that I would say uh, a lot of times. And I say that very lovingly because I know that it's not personal, that it was just energy that was getting in the way. It was her it, her reacting from trauma from the past versus seeing what I was saying, right? right. Um, so what was that like for you to hear the things that I said? It was. I. It was kind of, I think one of the first things you said, which I think was really important, is you asked me if I was open or not. And so I kind of always prided myself on I'm open, whether that be to different types of people or different cultures or just being introduced to different things. So I try, even when you might not be, I try to say I'm going to come into it with an open mind. So I think I was resistant, but I didn't want to be resistant. So it was kind of like, I didn't necessarily believe what you had to say, but I left the door open to say, okay, well, this is her field. So maybe there's something to be dug there. So I'm not going to completely shut it out, but I'm not convinced quite yet. We're going to have, you're going to have to show me some more. Right. So what was the point when you, you decided like that I might actually be helping you? I think it was like our first session you just kind of looked into, I guess, whatever it was that you saw and you had picked up something from my childhood and you had given an age of this particular incident. And I was just kind of listening to you kind of like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. (laughs) And then I think what happened again, because we're not face to face, you're miles away. So you weren't looking at my face or anything, but you said something that just kind of triggered something like, wait a minute. I'm not sure if I'm remembering something or but why am I, why did that spark something? And so you responded that right there. And I'm like, how does she know that right there? I'm, I'm literally still thinking about that right there, you know? And you said, we're going to go with that. And I'm just kind of like, go with what? I'm still figuring out what that is. <laughs> and then you said some more things about that incident. It was almost kind of like a blurry vision that was coming into light. And all of a sudden, just as clear as day, what you were describing was me almost looking out in my childhood self at that incident that had impacted my life in some way. Right. And then the waterworks came. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I remember all of this. And oh my goodness, I, I every feeling and emotion that I had at that moment was as if it were sitting with me in that time. So once we, or you, cleared the energy and helped me do that, I kind of was like, all right, that was weird. And I've never met you before. And I didn't it and now I can recall it in its full intent and I'm not even upset with it anymore when we were done. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm convinced that there is something to this and I want to know more because if she can pull something from 30 years ago that I don't even know exists, then what can she see 30 years in the making of how I got to this point? There's obviously some things going on here I need to look more into. And I remember there was a, another moment where um, 
I was just doing energy healing. So sometimes I will do um, energy healing and sometimes we'll do EFT tapping sessions. And I would really check in with my clients um, to see which one they could handle. And the reason is because EFT actually can really uh, detoxify the body quite quickly. And if the person's not quite ready for that or um, has some trauma in which it might be a better idea for me to just help them move them the energy out through energy healing, I'll do that. So I get an indication from their higher self, like which one they would prefer, which one will like be the more easier, gentle path for the person. And so I remember one time there was uh, an experience. Do you remember it? There are so many experiences, Amy, you'd have to get me. <laughs> well, so I was working over your heart chakra and um and I and I lifted something up and got rid of it. And I remember there was a time that you were just like, What came off my chest? Like what mm-hmm. what was that all about? Um mm-hmm. do you remember that by any chance? Not without, of course, more detail, but we've gone through the heart part quite a few times. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, one of the things that you said to me when you first started working with me was that you wanted to connect with your higher self. Um, yeah. That was something that you were like, I just don't know how to do that. I, and I think you might even said, like, I don't think I can do that. And I was like, yes, you can. So, what has been your transition from then to now? I don't know if I can fully connect now or I mean sometimes I sometimes I still question it but there's definitely more clarity than I had uh then um and usually the clarity is gosh it sounds so cliche to say it but it's almost like a tiny voice you know it's almost kind of like a whisper you have to be very and it's funny because you're always getting on me about clearing my energy sometimes the more (laughs) I clear the energy the louder the voice is the more I don't do it, the softer it is, it's harder to feel it or hear it. So um, sometimes it's kind of like, you don't know if that's just your, yourself convincing yourself to go one way, or if that's really a voice. And I think that takes practice with learning how to clear your energy. But I do hear the voice where before I was like, I don't hear anything. I don't hear a conscience. I don't hear it. I want like, I don't hear anything. I just hear noise. Right. And now it's kind of like, I hear noise, but there is one distinct voice that I can tell is different from the others. And I take that as being my higher self. It reminded me of a conversation we had where you were like, and this was one of the first times that we talked, probably the first time we talked, you're like, well, I've tried therapists. I've tried this, that, and the other thing I hated them. (laughs) uh, (laughs) And this is probably not going to work either. You know, like you came at it like that. And I was like, wow. Um, (laughs) So what do you think compared to working with a therapist? Like, cause this is, this is an important point for me. Yeah, I definitely, for me, therapists do not work. And I can even explain why. I feel like with therapists, they want to ponder more on a certain um, particular thing that's upsetting you, right? And if it's upsetting you, most people don't want to stick with that very long. It's like, okay, what do we have to talk about for the next six months on this subject, right? Where I felt like when you and I hit a particular subject, it was like, we got it. Let's take care of it. Let's move it through. and. Once we were done, I never really had to go back and say, oh, well, it didn't work or, oh, sometimes it would take a couple of days or a couple of weeks after to fully get rid of it, right? But anything that you and I have really discussed, I've never had to go back and say, I'm still struggling with this particular thing two and a half years later. Sometimes it would go at that moment. Sometimes it would go in a week, a couple of days. Sometimes it would take maybe another session with you and then we'd get rid of it. But I felt like it was much quicker. It was much to the point. It wasn't asking me how I think we should process it. It was more like, this is what it is. Do you want to get rid of it or move it or find a way to to process it? Like, yes, 
you know, so somebody who's like a type A, who's got a checklist, like, yes, this is it. I want to get rid of it. We've identified it. Let's do it. I don't care if I got to cry through it or get mad. And I still remember this one time. <laughs> I will share this with you. And I'll share this with everybody else that you said something to me. I don't, I don't remember what the subject was. And you know me, I, <laughs> I don't like people getting too close <laughs> in my head. And you said something that aggravated me in my head. I said, F you to you. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> you said F me. I was like, wait, and I said it out loud. I said it out loud. I, I took it in my head. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of another reason why I'm like, okay, this is working because she's literally like hearing what I'm saying in my head. And I definitely said that, but she wasn't supposed to hear that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, so. and like I said, when she would say stuff to me, I, I started saying to you, um, Rochelle, you know, I love you <laughs> before I would say something that I knew I would get like a big F you about, yeah. um, because really I know what Rachel's agenda is and it is to get rid of those things, right? Like you're like, Hey, why would I have this any longer than I need to? Um, right. and so that's why I would point those things out in a very loving kind way. And I set the energy of the room and, you know, I'm going off of what her higher self is saying she can handle. And, um, we work delicately together, you know, to handle the situations, but definitely there were times you were very frustrated with me. Um, oh, yeah. and, and I never took it personally. And I always kind of was like, wow, I wonder if this will be the last session. <laughs> <laughs> I think for everybody who's listening, I think the one for me personally, and I, I, I'd like to believe in all the books and stuff that are out there that this is you know, a normal thing. And the hardest part with you is having to be vulnerable because I think in life, we are so used to having our guards up to protect us from, in our heads, from the things that have hurt us. So for someone who say, I'm going to help you, but you're like, okay, help me on my terms. Like, I'm going to keep the gate up while you help me. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to take these gates down and then you'll come in and you'll get a squishy part of us. And like, I don't like that. I don't, don't touch me. I'm not used to being touched in that way in my head. And, you know, so then I'll get defensive because I'm kind of like, no, don't, don't come in here and mess with my stuff. You're like, you want me to help you. So we're going to have to rearrange some of this stuff. Right. You're going to have to let that guard down. Yeah. So I think that for me was the hardest working, I guess, probably with you was I definitely have had lots of guards up and having to kind of convince myself that you were a safe space was probably when things moved a little bit faster. I remember I started texting you and being like, well, get ready for this one. And you'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I will, I will say some other things to the people is I would literally, not in the beginning, but maybe if, you know, a little bit in, I would have my bullets that I wanted you to cover. I would literally write them down on a paper and I would purposely make sure it was nowhere for you to be able to see if we were doing a bit. And you would literally tell me what we were going to hit. And I'm like, God dang it. She hit every single one again. Like she knew exactly what we were going to talk about. Sometimes you'd ask, is there anything else? I'm like, actually, no. I mean, you, you probably saw my list and my higher self told you what my list was going to be. So I, it was kind of a game for me in the beginning because it took, a, again, a little more convincing. Like I'm going to write down what I think is on my head. And sometimes, again, in the beginning before I was good at connecting with myself, you would mention things that I didn't think I want to talk about only to find out that's exactly what I want to talk about. But as we progressed, I think I started connecting and I was able to list the things and you would literally go over 90 to 100% of the things each and every time. Maybe at once, it might be one thing. And I'm thinking in your head, it probably wasn't. 
as important or it tied into the other ones. Therefore, it was kind of null and void. Right. Or you were trying to find out what the future was and I was not willing to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, quite a few times. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably more likely. So let's see. Um, Right now, you are really into energy, right? Now, like this kind of changed things for you. You, You're interested in um, energy healing and things like that now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you've done your own studying uh, in your own way. Uh, yeah. And just, you know, I mean, there's so many, like, you know, there's so many, I didn't realize, like, again, I didn't realize it's like a whole nother world. Like it's like, oh my gosh, which way do you want to go? You know? But I think the difference between then and now is you can't convince me that it doesn't exist. It's like, oh no, no, it definitely exists. It's just how deep you want to go. Like, but it's definitely there. Right. And I guess um, probably a big component of that was that you um, and I never met, right? Like until a year in, we met, I think it was like around a year in. And then again, like last September, um, which was again, I don't know, how many months are you? (laughs) Because you had uh, just found out. I, had, I, I still remember. It's funny because I was like, she's going to pick up on this. I know I totally is. did. And I, of course, <laughs> would never have said anything because it was so soon. But I was uh-huh. like, damn, she's really glowing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, Energetically was, I speaking. When I saw you, I might have just found out a week or two in. So I might have been about four, four, no, not even four weeks, like three weeks or two. I mean, it was, it was brand spanking new. And I was just kind of like, there's no, yep. She'll figure, she'll, she'll figure it out. She, she will know somehow, but you did good. Cause I didn't know you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And I, so actually Rachelle was helping me out cause I was going to a wedding um, in the area that she lives and she was able to watch my son for me. And so it was kind of like a quick passing, right? Like we kind of did the handoff very pretty quick, quick very yeah. quick. Um, but I remember, you know, that there's that knowingness. It's like, I call it blink, you know, where uh-huh. you're like, something's not lining up. What is right. that? And I was like, I was like, damn, she's really glowing. And then I was like, I wonder what that is. And you know, and I, I can tell, I wouldn't have said baby, but I would have said, um, high vibration inner space. Um, so okay. and that's what a baby is, you know, a baby okay. really does increase the mom's vibration very, very high. So like there's some research out there that says that people go from, or sorry, I should say women, go right from, I think it's 120 to 220, or it's like 140 hertz to 240 hertz. So when they're pregnant, that's why they're like glowing and they just have this really high vibration um, because they have this baby and they're they're working with the spirit to come Mm -hmm. into this world. Anyway, I actually have a funny story about a friend um, who was sitting on my couch. Uh, We were having like a girl's circle and she was like, I am just so set with like everything. I'm so glad to be done breastfeeding. I have two kids. Life is perfect. I can't wait to do all these 14ers out in, in Colorado. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, you better be very, very careful. Um, right. if that's, you know, the case. And sure enough, she wound up getting pregnant like in a month or two. And wow. she was like, you knew. And I'm like, I kind of knew. Right, right. <laughs> like I was like, I sensed that it was just like the perfect grounds for a baby to come in. Like it just felt so high vibration and good. And I was like, boom. All right. So let me ask you this. We were talking about the uh, quantum field, right? Or I was, <laughs> I was in my head talking about it. <laughs> so the thing is, is we never met, right? For a year. So that's probably what made you also realize it was really energy because I wasn't actually physically touching you or I wasn't, I didn't know no. you. And so therefore I had to be getting that kind of information from somewhere right. else. Right. Right. So that was the cool thing. Anything else you want to add about, you know, working with me? Well, yeah, a lot of the information that you had was not 
information you could pull. It's not like you could have gone to my Facebook account or it's not even like you could have found a friend. I mean, these were things that I myself forgot about that were only, I guess you could say, conversations in my head with myself at the time. So it was kind of like, we talked about this because my work history is in contracts, remember? And so the whole point, I guess, in contracts is trying to like mitigate risk. That's the whole point, you know? So your job is to poke holes in every theory and every possibility because you want to, you know, so I'm sitting here literally using my experience to poke holes in how is she Houdiniing this? Like, this is some way, like, what is it? Like, like, there's no, no, that the friend that recommended would never know this. They didn't know me my childhood or, you know, um, there's no way even a parent or a sibling could have known this because I never spoke of it. It was just in my head conversation with myself. So again, you'll kind of, you almost have to say, if you don't want to believe it, then you have to believe there's something because there's no other way that information could have come there. So there is this other portal or existence in this universe that are like, there's somehow a way that this information is coming to her because the only other person that knows this information is myself. So how is she getting it within me? She's somehow connecting with me. So that's my contracts. Like there's no other way. Like we take holes. There's absolutely no other way. I've done my, my due diligence and I, there is literally no other way. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. That's so yes. it, the, funny. I'd never thought about it that way. <laughs> Believe me, I knew I was going through the <laughs> ringer with you uh, because it takes a lot less, um, yes. you know, convincing or whatever, you know, um, like per show or whatever <laughs> yeah. to, to convince the person. But um, so let's talk about that a little bit, though. Um, so I, one thing I want to mention is I won't know anything about Rachel that she doesn't want to actually talk about or isn't willing to share, right? So her mm -hmm. higher self gives me the okay about what she's really willing or capable of moving at the time. So it's like, I'm not really reading her thoughts. I, I, I wouldn't know the things that she really wouldn't want to share with me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I can see the energy that is on her that she's looking to remove. So it's basically all I was doing every time that we would work together was I would tune into her energy 15 minutes before we would work together. And, and that really changed over time. So I used to sit down for an hour and have to meditate. And as I got clearer and I got better at doing what I was doing and knowing what I was looking for and getting a system developed, it you know, 15 minutes was plenty of time for me to see, first of all, clear my energy because I had to be clear to know it was in her space and then clear whatever it is that we were going to talk about. So I talked to your higher self and get the information and then say, you know, I need to know more about that. And as the layers were coming off when we were working together, I would see, oh, okay, this is what you're willing to show me and, and work on. And so it's interesting that, so may, I don't think I've shared this with you yet because it's kind of recent since I've learned this, but apparently when we have, when we experience trauma and trauma can be small or big, it doesn't matter what it is. If, it, if our body perceives it as trauma or a threat, what it does is it um, separates the memory or the experience into a picture and then a feeling. And as we work together, do you remember? I'd be like, okay, what I'm seeing is this and this is what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. You remember that? And then yeah. and that in your brain reconnects it in the experience and then you mm -hmm. can move it out because mm -hmm. when it's separated in that picture and that feeling, they stay like kind of lurking, you know, in your body and your field until you can connect mm -hmm. them again and move them out. So I thought, I thought that was really cool. So they're called the microglia that do that. I don't know if you remember, and I'll, I don't mind sharing this, that you had mentioned, I think I was, gosh, babies don't walk until what, like 12 or 13 months. So I was in a walker. Do you remember I had, I was having, I had a pain in my arm 
And I couldn't figure out what this pain was. It's just kind of right by my elbow pain. And you had told me something had happened in a walker or something as a baby. And that's where the pain resided. And it's funny because I can't remember. I can't remember as a baby, but the story is in my family was the basement door was open when I was in a walker on the top floor. And I went down the stairs and started screaming. And my parents actually saw I was holding on to the railing <laughs> and the walker, holding myself in the walker up. And I didn't fall down. I was okay. But yet that pain always stayed in the arm that you were hanging um, from. That I was hanging from. And as you were working on it, I could feel it being lifted. I was like, oh my goodness, like that makes like I never knew why this arm always had it was it was never like a hard pain, but if you pressed right ever so lightly where the elbow connected, like it was just like a like a little zinger. Like I'm like, I don't know, it's not it doesn't stop me from doing my life's work, but it is something that's there that's not on the other side of the arm or anywhere else in my body. But that was one story that I thought was really cool because you were you had said, I was like, you know, it's funny. I did have a story that my parents told me about and they said, you know, they made a joke like, God, you were strong because you didn't fall. <laughs> but that's an interesting connection to be making because right, your parents came running, screaming, right. and you screamed because you were scared. And it right. got happened to get trapped right here where the elbow right. is, you know, where because right. it's a if you're looking at a pipe, you know, it's gonna go down the pipe. And if it, there's an elbow, it's gonna slow down, right? And uh -huh. it got stuck yeah. there. Ow, ow, my elbow is hurting right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. And so that that's a great point to make, which is like you can have these emotional traumas and physical trauma. So she could have fallen in and hurt herself. But what I saw was the stuck energy that was there. And as we worked on it, it moved out. And then her, your elbow, I'm assuming, doesn't hurt anymore. It doesn't hurt, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. So, you know, and she was 37, something like maybe, that. Maybe 37, 38. When we were working on it. So, like, it had been around, like, 38 years or 37 years. Right. And that's the thing is like when we don't move out those traumas and we don't get this energy work done, um, those things are still there. The body keeps the score. The body's like waiting to move that and, and just move it down the pike, you know, like, like I said, like the, the pipe, um, mm -hmm. you know, it can't turn as easily. So it just needed some extra help getting out. Mm -hmm. And so I help people do that. Like I, I, all the time. I mean, there was a lady that I worked with that was in her seventies, late seventies. And I helped her mm -hmm. move, I think it was her hips. She was born. Yeah. She was born and her hips were not right, I guess from the birth canal and mm -hmm. um, it was still in her body. And then we helped to shift it. And then she was able to walk differently because the energy imprint wasn't there. So it can be a long, long time that those things are stuck there. Mm -hmm. uh, I often see that. Another story is a, a lady I was working on, and uh, this was really cool. You'll like this one. She was, I think, in her 60s or 70s, and she was in a car, got out to see a view in, I think it was California, and the door slammed on her leg. It caused like a lot of pain, obviously, because it slammed on her leg just the way she was getting out of the car, but then didn't think much of it until I was working on her, and I actually was clearing the energy, and a spark actually came out, a blue spark I saw come out of my hand and she felt this like jolt of energy, but didn't mm -hmm. want to say anything about it because she like thought it, was, it felt amazing and didn't want to yeah. interrupt that. So later on, I asked her, I said, you know, did you have like an accident where something hit your leg right there? Um, I saw a car, I saw a view and she's like, yeah, she's like, I, the door slammed on my leg uh, right mm -hmm. there when I was 20 years old and I've always had problems with that leg. 
and mm-hmm. then works on it. And she was able to go for a walk afterwards and, um, mm-hmm. and be without pain. So that was really interesting. It can be as old as that, you know, and, and I can see the imagery of the moment where it happened, you know, and the feelings and stuff like that. So anyway, it's really interesting moving that stuff out. I will say that the one thing that you did do that I never even thought was a problem until it was removed. I think you were working a lot in the heart space. We worked a lot in the heart space. <laughs> that was a lot of our Because that's our around time. vulnerability, right? right? That would make sense. But um, I remember when I would just going through life in my 20s, 30s, I mean, even teenage years, um, you know how like you'll take a cardiovascular class, you'll take something even like a yoga class or whatever it is, and they'll teach you breathing techniques, right? And I could never fully breathe. Like it would hurt to breathe. Like it would physically hurt. And some people say, oh, your diaphragm's not trained or even singing. And I'm like, no, this is different. Like it hurts to breathe. I even took um, a health coaching class and was having people breathe and they were like expanding their bellies so much more than I could. I'm like, something's wrong with my breathing. And the more you and I worked on it, I remember when I would have to go to the chiropractor or go to a doctor and someone say, take a deep breath. It was like a whole nother 50% of breath that I wasn't able to take before that I didn't realize was even capable of taking. And it only started happening after, usually when we were hitting the heart session was when I'm like, yeah, on it. And now I can breathe again. Like, so there's (laughs) something, I mean, whatever reason for me, it always seemed to cling right into that space. And so now I can always tell when there's something in there. I'm like, my breathing just feels like I can't take a deep breath at the bottom of wherever it is you breathe. And I'm only taking half of that, but it ties back into, for me, when people say, you know, energy healing doesn't work or whatever. One of the questions, again, it always comes back to is you asked if I was open. And I think it's kind of like, you are as open as you think that you are. So if you think that you're 100% open at the time, then you've convinced yourself you're open, right? But the more I work with you is the more I realize, oh my gosh, I'm really not as, I'm open to hearing it, but I really wasn't open, not because I didn't want to be, because I didn't know how to be. And every session thereafter, it was like, oh, okay, that's what open means. Or, oh man, I'm so glad that I was able to hear her because- if I didn't, we wouldn't have gotten to the session. So a lot of times when I hear people who are resistant to it, I said, I think it's not about being open is like, are you or aren't you? It's more like, are you open to hear something that you might not like, but instead of throwing it in the trash, just letting it sit, not saying she's right, not saying you're right, but just letting it sit in your head long enough for it to go from seed to flower, just because I'll tell you right now, and I laugh about it, there are things you told me in 2017 that I still like, I get pissed when all of a sudden it'll go off. God, she's, there it is. That's what she meant. January of 2018. That's, that's it. That's, that's wow. And then when I realized, and I'm like, wow, she was like really right. And I was really convinced she was really wrong, but now it comes together. So I would encourage people who are hearing you, it's like, okay, it might sound wrong at that moment because at that moment, you're not open enough to hear it. So just put it on the back burner, let it seed itself and it'll grow. Trust me, some of them, it was right away. Some of them was six months later. And I kid you not, three years, almost three years later, I'm still like, okay, Amy. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. I got you. I hear you loud and clear. So that's that's probably my, my big advice is just be open enough to say, I don't see it, but I'm going to give it its 
due time to grow on me. And trust me, it'll make sense later on. So uh, I'm assuming you don't have the problems that you had when you came to me um, originally. No. And if they are anything that are, they're still treading, it's more like it's not dire. You know, it's kind of like, all right, I have this problem, but I have the tools to kind of get me to work my own self through the process and say, all right, well, okay, this is not going to like kill you, or this is not dire as you think. Let's, let's, let's take through this. Let's kind of, as you do, I actually had to tap um, the other day because, you know, I started a new job and (laughs) starting a new job, being pregnant can be a little bit of a challenge. So I literally went into the stall all the way around the corner and had to tap myself out of it. It's like, Oh, Oh, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) That's so great. I'm so glad. Yeah. So I think the tapping allows you to ask yourself questions and you're kind of like, huh, I didn't realize that I need to ask myself that question. Okay, so let's go there. And I think tapping is more like it just kind of keeps putting you into the next step of getting the answer. And you might not fully get the answer, but you definitely are dwindling it down to, okay, so I need to focus more on this area or that area. So I'll tap later on today on that area and see what comes up. So I, I would say I definitely have tools. I used to use the word toolkit. Uh, that was your use to say tools a lot. I definitely have the tools to help put myself back in kind of a more of a homeostasis. Like how do I, how do I manage that? And then, you know, every once in a blue moon, I don't, you know, I try to come back at it. And sometimes I'll text you and you'll kind of sometimes say, look into this area. Look, I got you. Thanks. Let me, let me, let me, let me do that. But yeah, stuck was a big word for us. Remember mm-hmm. for years, stuck. I mean, that was even before Amy, that was the, that was actually what brought me to was the word stuck. I definitely think at least I know now there's definitely movement that's going. I'm not stuck. I don't always know where I'm going, but stuck is not it. And when you're stuck for like, what seems like a decade, just even knowing that you're moving is to me proof that it works. So for you, the fight or flight going off um, is what mm-hmm. you're talking about. When when you start tapping, you your fight or flight goes off and then you're like, oh, this is the real problem, you mm-hmm. know, because you're calm enough to see it. Your brain sh- switches from the amygdala in the back, you know, the fight or flight to the front, the forebrain. And then you're like, oh, okay. So that's what we're working on really. Well, that's the energy behind right. the energy, which I've said to you probably a million times. Right. Um, keep going deeper, you know, keep finding right. out what's really uh, connected with that fear. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I am so glad that you decided to share your wisdom and your experience working with yeah. me. And um, obviously Rachel and I are very close now. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I thought she would hate me at times for sure. Um, but I never took it personally because I, I could see how much her spirit was working and how hard she was working. And it's so hard to see people struggle and, and, and just have to sit with them while they struggle, you know? And, right. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I, like I said, I tell everybody, I mean, whatever somebody's willing to listen, you know, and it's kind of thing. Sometimes people aren't ready to hear it, but the people, when you're like, no, I think you can handle this. Come on, come on, come on. Let me show, let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you, Amy. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Rochelle. One more thing before I let you go. When I told you that I was doing this podcast, you were really excited for it, but you were not so excited about the fact that I was not going to be seeing one-on-one clients anymore. So why don't you share with us what your feelings were around that? Yeah, my response was, I knew that the right thing to say was congratulations, but I was crying in the inside. <laughs> I didn't want you to let go of my hand, but I also knew that you weren't letting go of people's hands that you didn't think were ready to let go. So I felt like 
you know, you were kicking me out of the nest and I didn't want to fly yet, but you know, it's been good. And I've had a, quite a few friends that went to you and I had to talk to them. I had to tell them because they were mad. Like, what do you mean? Where am I supposed to go? I was just like, I know, but like, think about it. Like she's trying to reach more people for what she's doing for us. But I was just like, I think, you know, I think we're supposed to be ready. You know, I think, <laughs> I think we're supposed to be happy for her. <laughs> Right. I think this is like we graduated, but you know, like but we're not ready to graduate. I actually talked to a couple of people and I kind of like basically said, you know, the more I sat on it, because I think I knew a couple of weeks ahead of other people. I was just like, I think we're good. I think we'll be good. We also have each other to remind each other of some of the things that you had told us about. Should we ever get stuck? But I was just like, I don't think it's like she's gone forever. I think you can still like, you know, just say, hey. You know, I'm struggling here. Which direction, which modality would you suggest I use? So it was hard to hear, but then it wasn't. Rachel, Turning- do you think, based on, we were just having a conversation about how, basically how great your life is right now, right? Uh, how different yeah. it is, even from yeah. two months, three months ago, and how everything that we've been working on is manifesting in the ways yeah. that you wanted and in ways that actually you couldn't even have dreamed of it happening in that way, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still all good. It's like so amazing. You said, I can't even process all of it. Like yeah, I can't keep up. It's, yeah. I it's can't keep up. So yeah, don't you think that's somebody who should be kicked out of the nest? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. But the nest was so comfortable and it was, it was all soft and squishy and, and warm and safe. <laughs> well, um, it, what's interesting is, you know, when, when I'm doing these podcasts, people are getting healing. So when you tune in, there's energy that is going to shift for people. And it is sort of like getting a moment in the nest and um, being able to move that energy and find that awareness and get that understanding and move out that trauma. There actually are going to be some live healings that I'm going to be doing that people can tap along with. And there's been like a test group. They've been tapping and listening and they're like, I feel so much better and I can feel Mm -hmm. the shifts. And, and so that's really cool to, to listen to. And you, you did that. Remember you did that. And um, when I got, when I finally did meet you in person, remember you cleared the room. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. What, again, there was something that happened with you. What was that? That again, you elevated it. And I guess whatever lower vibrations that I was not supposed to be in that room, (laughs) I started crying like. Like, I don't even know what's wrong. It's not, there's nothing wrong. Um, but yeah, you had told us to leave. You're going to clear the room and, and you wanted us to see if we could feel the difference, right? And mm. all of us had something to say. And some of us said, you know, they felt lighter. Some of us felt like clearer. I think I said something like, I felt, I think I might've been somebody where I said, I just felt like it was airy. The room was airy. Like it just didn't seem boggled or clogged or whatever. Um, and then you started just kind of talking with us as you were doing. And all of a sudden I just got this, like within a couple of minutes, I just started getting this overwhelming feeling. Just like, I'm like, don't you do it, Rachel. Don't you cry. I don't even know what you're crying for right now. Why are we crying? Oh my gosh, here we are. We're crying in front of a whole bunch of people. You don't know. You got two people. Okay. That's it. Waterworks. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to make this about me. I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know why this is happening. And then it left and I was fine. <laughs> right. And I remember you apologizing and I said, don't worry. It's just the vibration of the room and it's kicking out all the lower vibrations and you're just releasing. Yeah. So I, I guess maybe I am tapped enough to know, you know, um, that I can feel it and that I guess I'm ready to do this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I have the UR Energy series so that you yeah. can always refer back to that, you know, with the tools that I've taught you and obviously EFT and how to even look for energy, you know, within your body that you need to move. So my goal always with my clients is 
to not have them work with me forever as much as I love all of them. And that's why they transition a lot of them into friends because I get to know you guys so deeply and it's almost <laughs> kind of mind boggling that I've never met you. Um, right. you know, well, I've met you before now, but many of them I've not. And I have such a deep connection with so many people and I can't let go. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I need you as a friend still, you know, you're so amazing. And I see your, your struggle and I see your triumph. And and that's what Rachel was just telling me about her triumph. And, and I just love hearing those stories about all the work that you put in, the deeper you went, you know, within yourself, the more the outside world responded in the way that you wanted. Is that correct? I would completely agree. Yes. Awesome. Well, I love you. And thank you for sharing. Love you Uh, too. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Rachelle. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Take care. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 